Welcome back to the Wachusett Wine and Spirits Podcast. It's Wednesday, January 19th, Whiskey Wednesday when we're recording this. And this was, it's a fun one. It's an interesting one. I I had a lot of fun doing this. Obviously, we we talked for a really, really long time on this. It's a cool one for a couple of reasons. This episode, I have Corey back full time with me, which is always great to hang out with Corey. Uh, it's, it's, you know, fun conversations that we have back and forth. Also, this week, uh, very, very exciting for the store. We were certified as a bottled and bond premises by Heaven Hill, which basically means that we are committed to carrying everything bottled in bond that is available to us in the marketplace. There are only 21 of these stores in the nation, and there's only two of us in Massachusetts. So what that shows is that, one, Heaven Hill takes us seriously as a store, but more importantly to me, that you guys, our customers, support all these great brands that we love and we put on the shelves so thank you guys so much because as much as it's our certification we couldn't have done it without you that also leads us to kind of the the sadness of the state of the bourbon not really just bourbon too the the scotch world the bourbon world canadian whiskey irish whiskey the supply issues due to covid and shipping and glass and all these sort of issues have left our whiskey aisles looking as if cannonballs have been fired through it. There are just big, giant, gaping holes uh, that are not there because we can't afford product or that we don't want to order product. It's that things aren't available. And that's what led to the inspiration to this episode. We talk about if we can't get bourbon, hey, maybe this is a good time to explore other categories of spirits that can give you the same drinking experience, um, can give you similar options for cocktail making, just not whiskey. Things like tequila and rum and brandies. So there's some great, great stuff, including one bottled and bond brandy. So that kind of ties in with the certification process of this week. And then if you guys stick around to the end of the episode, Corey and I taste through a a tequila that we're deciding whether or not it's coming into the store. It's very, very unique. I won't spoil the the outcome of it, but stick around. It's, It's worth the listen as well. As always, we thank you guys. We're humbled that you guys are out there enjoying what we're doing. And as long as the listeners keep growing week after week after week like they have been, We're going to keep bringing you podcast content. Um, So if you like what we're doing, but don't think Corey and I are that good looking, this is your way to get all the same great content without having to look at our mugs. So we appreciate you guys being there. Stick around till the end. Don't forget to go to uh, the Spotify page. Give us a five-star rating. Follow the podcast. Look for the question of the week. This week's question of the week for everybody who answers it, uh, we've got these cool kind of bandanas from Bottled and Bond whiskeys that were given to me by Heaven Hill when they certified the store. So I have a Henry McKenna bandana and a Rittenhouse bandana. They just kind of look cool. You want to wear it, that's fine. You want to hang it in your man town, 
drape it over your bar. They're just kind of cool pieces that I've never seen before. So if you're a whiskey geek and a whiskey collector, it might be a fun thing to add to your collection. So make sure you answer that question so we know that you're out there and listening. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Thank you again for being there. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. All right, guys, here we are, Wachusett Wine and Spirits podcast. We're about to go live on Facebook. It's Whiskey Wednesday. As always, I am excited. I think I just like to drink. Uh, But we've got some good, good stuff today. We're going to be talking about alternatives to bourbon, why we kind of need some alternatives to bourbon at this point in the game, and also... Corey's going to be hanging out and joining me as well. Thank you guys so, so much. Again, I'll I'll probably say this a couple times during the the podcast, but you guys really are helping us to grow this podcast. And when we get into it, there's some some cool stuff that has happened here this week, without a doubt. Uh, So we're going to talk about that as well. And then if you stick around until the very, very end... We're going to uh, do a special tasting just for podcast listeners. Uh, sort of another example of a game we like to play called uh, How Does This Get Into the Store? So, yeah, sit tight. We're going to have some fun. Corey's here. We're about to go live. We're live? And uh, here we go. All right, so as we kind of get Corey into place here, so much, so much good stuff to talk about this week. Uh, I I know sometimes I'm not always the most joyous person here, but man, the last two days here have been pretty, pretty killer. Um, hey guys, welcome to, uh... Whiskey Wednesday, Spirits Guide, coming to you guys live from what you wanted, Spirits out here in the WB, West Boylston. Corey back in the house. What's going on, guys? Awesome to have you back. Thank you. Oh, oh, geez, look, technology is working as well. How, how did I get so lucky this week? Why are you not going up any bigger? Whatever. Press the X again. There we go. There it is. Aha! We're good. So, I have monitors again. Cool. Perfect. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of stuff to touch upon. Very, very cool thing happened yesterday. The guys from Heaven Hill, thank you, Rich Fiorello and Mark Sawyer, came up and certified us as a bottled and bond store. We are the 21st store in the nation. And I kind of put that into perspective when I was talking to Amelia this morning. Like, you probably passed 21 liquor stores on the way to work. Literally, yeah. Uh, so when you think number 21 in the whole country. That's uh, pretty sick. Yeah. And uh, second in Massachusetts. So it's just us and Julio's, which is pretty, pretty cool. Not the big boys, not the yeah. big chains. Just a couple of independent stores who get it. Um, what does that mean, you ask? 
It means that we are dedicated to carrying every bottled and bond product that is available to us. Uh, it also means that we are going to be listed on the Heaven Hill website. And Bernie's blog, who is the head of education for Heaven Hill. And just to kind of point out how awesome Heaven Hill is, this is their program. It's their display piece. Uh, the certificate's really cool. It's in the whiskey aisle. Um, but they're dedicated to the bottled and bond category, not just Heaven Hill whiskey. So they want to make sure that we're carrying Old Granddad, Old Overholt, uh, Redwood Empire, Sacred Bond, which we're going to drink in a little bit. Every bottled and bond product beyond theirs. So that is awesome. And then there's some other things that may come up in the course of the year that I can't quite talk about yet. But possibly, possibly some bottled and bond store pick single barrels. <laughs> Which the day I get to announce that, I am just going to giggle because that <laughs> is going to be awesome. Uh, and then today, thank you very much, Don Jean from Brown Foreman, for swinging by. Um, I conned him into pouring us some samples. And we got to try birthday bourbon today. Um, Exceeded all expectations. Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, all these allocated whiskeys and, and limited releases, the hype is so big. Uh, and every now and then, one of them actually lives up to it. That one was definitely the one. Yeah, that is uh, that is special, no doubt. So we're here, and you guys may see, and you guys on the podcast can't see, but I'll tell you, there's not a bottle of bourbon on the bar, or a bottle of scotch, or a bottle of Canadian, or Irish. There's no whiskey on the bar today. Because that's kind of the state of the business that we're in. Uh, if you guys walk through the store, you see our whiskey aisle it looks like cannonballs have been fired through it. There's just big, giant, gaping holes. And it's not because we can't afford product. It's not because we don't want to spend the money to bring product in. It's because so much of this stuff is not available. Um, we're having supply issues from Jack Daniels, Wild Turkey. The whole Jim Beam portfolio, whether it's Old Overholt, Old Granddad, Jim Beam, Jim Beam Flavors... Yeah, there's just so many whiskeys that we can't get right now. So we're looking for alternatives. Some other things that if you like drinking whiskey, especially bourbon, you want to keep having that same whiskey drinking experience, we're going to have to go outside the category. It's a good time to kind of experiment. So, yeah, I don't know if you've tried all of these, but we're going to go through and try them again. And see if there's anything we can... This, the plantation, to me, is just... It's Booker's, but in rum yeah. kind of form. And we'll start with some tequila. And why do I think this translates to whiskey drinkers? This is the El Mayor Añejo. Uh, we just actually did our barrel pick of El Mayor. They do everything above industry standards. So Añejo tequila is supposed to be aged for a year. Theirs go a year and a half to three years. Uh, aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, hey, by the way, they're owned by Lux Co. So their bourbon barrels are probably old Rebel barrels, Yellowstone barrels, uh, MGP whiskey barrels. So, again, this is aged in whiskey barrels. 
for at least a year and a half. And some of the tequila in the blend is going up to three years. By the way, funny story. They make an extra Añejo sherry cask finish. I don't know if I should share this here, but I will because it's funny. <laughs> and I had been asking about it. It's aged 38 months, so a little over three years in sherry casks. Sounds amazing. I happen to be at Total Wine over the weekend because we were at Trader Joe's. And I'm going through the tequila section and I see it. It's right there in the shelf. And I was like, oh my God, I saw it. It's there. I reach up and I put my hand on it. I pull it down. I look, it's only one on the shelf. It's in a nice little box, kind of that see-through peekaboo box. It's 125 Put it on the shelf and I'm contemplating, like, I don't really have the money to spend, but God, I want it, and I'm probably yeah. never gonna see it again. As I'm standing there, the guy from Total kind of comes up, almost hip checks me, goes, Excuse me, grabs the bottle off, scans it on this little device he has, which apparently is a curbside order, turns around and walks away with my bottle as I'm staring <laughs> at the empty space. I was losing my mind in the aisles of Total Wine. Like Come back. One bottle, and he just bumped yeah. me out of the way. Oh, excuse me, boom, and walked away with it. And I'm literally looking down the aisle like, where is he going with my... And it was gone. Um, Unreal. Unreal. So, Tracy Murphy, if you're out there, I saw it. I was close. Um, if any of it is out there anywhere, please. All right, so... For the bourbon drinker, this is 80 proof, so if you like that lower proof style, mm -hmm. like an old granddad 80 proof, that was the first thing I thought of, because you're getting a little bit of spice in there, you're getting that kind of sweet vanilla caramel. Yeah, definitely getting sweet. I love this tequila. This is new to the store. I think we just brought this in a couple weeks yeah. ago. I love the packaging. That's just so outrageously good. Yeah, it is. It it's goes like down a, super easy. Yeah. It's like a softer, sweeter whiskey almost. Yeah. You definitely get like some of that toasty oak, but like sweet caramel, yeah. mocha. Almost getting like some brighter fruit in there. Yeah. Like a lemony or an orange maybe. Yeah. Little hints of citrus. Yeah, citrus, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that is fantastic. Uh, and for Inejo tequila, like it's pretty affordable, below forty, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, El Mayor, which is a brand of tequila that we both love. The Cristalino is outrageous. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, that's it's one of those tequilas that doesn't get enough recognition. No, no, it, they really don't, uh, and they just did the packaging change, so. Maybe that'll, Maybe that'll help. Yeah. Um, but everything they do, you know, the the like the silver is supposed to be like three to six months. They go a little bit longer. The the reposado goes nine months when it only has to go six. The añejo, obviously, at least an extra half a year, and that's time. And time is money. So to be putting that kind of effort into it and still putting it out for an affordable price. So new age of tequila, does it make it lose the agave flavor or does it make it gain it? 
it actually makes it lose a little bit. Uh, everything that I've ever read, you really don't want tequila's aged more than like four years because that It'll agave lose. sweetness. Deplete. Yeah, it kind of fades and, and dissipates a little bit. Um, and obviously the oak influence will overtake it. Yeah. It's If you think of it, like agave is a little bit more delicate than like corn and barley yeah, and rye spice, yeah. um, which kind of hold their flavor through the aging process. But even in bourbon, you get to a certain point where it just tastes more like wood yeah. and less like distillate. I mean, that is... I would almost rather drink this than bourbon on a cold night. Yeah. And I, I love that 80 proof. Again, we've talked about it where you can have a couple of glasses of these. Yeah. And, not worrying and, about and, stumbling yeah. in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we didn't have to finish it. But we... Yeah. I guess we well. poured a little glass. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to move up to probably the Applejack. And some interesting things about Applejack. We have this on the shelf right now. We got it in stock. People talk about bourbon being sort of America's spirit. And then we talked about American single malts being the type of whiskey that people made when they first came to this country. Yeah. But in reality, this is the oldest spirit in America. Um... This was started by the Laird family, came over from Scotland, I do believe. They knew how to distill. And when they got to this country, again, like, they weren't making corn whiskey in Scotland or no. Ireland or England. Uh, they were working with barley because that's what they had there. When they came here, they found fruit. Um, so they kind of made yeah. Applejack. Um, and the story goes that... Um, George Washington actually had contacted the Laird family to ask them for their recipe. It's the oldest distillery, uh, the oldest spirits brand uh, in the country. Apple Jack. This was kind of interesting. Apple, obviously, it's made from apples. Jacking was a term used to describe the way they would make it, where they would make apple cider. They would freeze it, chop away the ice or the water parts of it, which would leave behind just the alcohol, and that's how they would raise the alcohol content. These days, they just distill it and then age it in, in bourbon barrels. And I don't know why people shy away from this. Maybe they think it's going to be sweet. But this truly is, it's just whiskey, but made with apples instead of corn or barley. It's got that great apple nose. Now, apple jacks can vary from distillery to distillery depending on the type of apple that they use yeah. and how they choose to age it. But this is the Laird's, again, the oldest spirit in America. Same burn as whiskey, same oak influence. <laughs> how good is that? That is unreal. No. But instead of that underlying sort of corn sweetness... It's got apple it's sweetness. It's got apple. It's, it's like <laughs> biting into a fresh apple. It really is. That is awesome. But with all that wood influence. And I would use that 
I mean, you could make Manhattans with that. You could make Old Fashions with that. You could mix that with your whiskey and Coke and use that instead. Yeah. Uh, there's a famous cocktail called the Jack Rose, where it's Applejack, uh, grenadine, and lime juice. They're pretty delicious. So it functions the same exact way as a whiskey does, especially with mouthfeel. Mm. Just slightly different flavor. So you're getting the same drinking experience again. And again, for what this costs on the shelf... You know, oh our daily drinkers, what we, you know, the 35 and under category, this definitely, definitely fits into it. Even taking a sip of water after, you can taste that apple. It's so big an mm-hmm. apple. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, 80 proof, so if you like that lower proof, softer style. But this, you throw it in some apple cider after you oh, are yeah. out shoveling. Sure. Yep. And you almost... Get a crock pot, throw some cider in there, and throw some of that in there, and yeah. a couple of things of cloves, and you've got some some mold cocktails for sure. All right, moving through our progression, I think I'm actually going to go copper and kings next. So copper and kings. How does this translate to whiskey? Well, they're in the heart of bourbon country. So they're in Louisville. They work with local distilleries, so they're using old bourbon barrels. A lot of brandies are 80 proof. This one's clocking in at 90. This one is aged in a combination of used bourbon barrels and then charred New American oak. So... Basically the same barrels that you would be putting bourbon in. Yeah. Um, Muscat grape is what they use to make their brandy. I've been there. The place is amazing. Their gins, which we've had, are fantastic. Uh, They make some other kind of higher-end brandies as well. But, again, this is under 35 bucks, 90 proof. And sometimes when we taste brandies... Even like the apple brandy, it's got a little bit of sweetness, or cognacs have a little bit of sweetness. This, no, no sweetness there. It's On definitely the, got like a funky smell to it. Yeah. Wicked, way different. And they're using um, like alambic pot stills. So a lot of your bourbons are made column still straight up, but pots are kind of the batch, yeah, you know, bigger, bigger bellies. Which gives it a little bit more viscosity, at least to me. I was wondering, so I, I tasted this yesterday when I was doing some prep for this. On the nose, to me, it smells like Lipton tea bags. Okay. Like orange pico tea. Like there's like a spice. There's a yeah. I that spice is kind of. Yeah, if you ever like just regular Lipton tea yeah. in a, a tea bag, yeah. that's what it smells like to me. Am I even getting like a little bit of, like a menthol? Yeah, I actually saw that on their tasting notes, like a hint of mint in there as well. I mean, same color as yeah. whiskey. Yep. Um, even like you said, like it's. Yeah, it's got the body. Stick it on the side of the glass. 
Yeah, but I wish I had taken a picture of that birthday bourbon after I poured it out. Because <laughs> it's in that short, yeah. flat bottle. And literally, the legs just ran down the neck, across the top, and then down the side. It was almost like they were hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> it was... I actually thought there was a wave in the glass. Yeah. Or it was it a bottle like it, design. Yeah. And then I realized that's that's just the viscosity. Again, base grape distillate instead of corn. That is unreal. Yeah, it's got that cool funkiness. It's got the burn of whiskey, the proof point of whiskey. And again, I would use that in a Manhattan, a little bit of vermouth. We use that in old fashioned. Uh, we had a, a woman in the other day who was making sidecars which are brandy and like Grand Marnier and lemon juice and I talked her into this and then she came back and was like oh that's fantastic because of that higher proof point I don't know if I've ever had that one to be honest that was that's awesome again that grape the initial grape is like super good I like that a lot yep and the way the grape kind of blends in with that bourbon barrel and yeah. then the char of the oak, so it's not, like, really, really grapey. It's just kind of the, the subtlety of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 90 proof, under 35 bucks. Um, and I guess we backtrack, too, of, like, three-tiered rating system. Good, worth the money. Yeah. That's definitely a great bottle to have on your bar. Um, yeah. That's cool because I, I kind of feel like that looks like an 1800s yeah. kind of label too. It's kind of painted on there, or at least it looks painted on. It's a sticker, but... <laughs> no, I love that bottle too. Yeah, it's... Basic, it's not much to it, but... And even kind of the, the eagle on the back. Very, very American. And then this has got like... I feel like if that's on your bar, like there's a elegance. There's I was gonna a say stylish. the elegancy to it is awesome. Yeah, I, and even like yeah, the, the writing on it, it just looks like official. It actually looks like I think when you look at that bottle, like that could be a hundred bucks or thirty bucks. Yep. You know, like yeah. it's it's got that look of, of style and class and elegance. And again, if you're a whiskey drinker, you like that little bit of burn. Can't find your favorite whiskey. <coughs> This is a good time to kind of experiment and branch out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's super different. All right. We have two more left for this body of the podcast. I'm going to crack this one. I feel like there's an insanity to finishing where we're going to finish, but... (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got extra help on tonight. <laughs> Which means your mom's going to be convinced that you don't work again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I feel like any time we... I put it up there like, oh, Corey's going to work, he's not here. Yeah. Your mom comments like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, it's good to know he's working. Yeah. <laughs> I do work, Mom. I promise. <laughs> and by the way... I'm going to do a little quick cross-promote. 
We do a, a podcast outside of the store called The Spirit's Guide. If you guys want to know how easy our job is, go find The Spirit's Guide podcast on Spotify. <laughs> listen to the last episode, and you'll know that our job is not always glitz and glam and glory. No. I, still, I think I still got that taste Whew. in my mouth. Sometimes we take a punch so you don't have to. And on that one... We took a few jabs, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one was... Not good. Not gonna name the product. But... I got a lot of good feedback on that, too. <laughs> People messaging me like, I love the reaction. We didn't script that. <laughs> no, that was straight up. That was as honestly. real as it gets. All right, so now we've moved on to Sacred Bond. A couple of reasons behind the inspiration for this. One, it's a Heaven Hill product. We just got certified by Heaven Hill as a bottled in bond store. This is the only bottled in bond brandy there is on the market. Bottled in bond means one distiller, one distilling season. Uh, so this is made out in California by Christian Brothers. So all the brandy for this was produced either between January and June or June and December. I could be wrong in that because it might be different seasons yeah. for brandy than there are for bourbon. But I'm pretty sure they kind of go by the same rule. Uh, aged a minimum of four years. So not all your brandies that you find on the shelf are four-year-old yeah. brandies. Four years... They're owned by Heaven Hill. What's great about that is that means they're getting Heaven Hill bourbon barrels because there's nothing in the Bottled and Bond Act that says it has to be aged in new charred oak. Bottled and Bond bourbons have to be because the rules of bourbon state that, mm. but the rules of brandy don't state that it has to be new. So you're taking old Elijah Craig, Evan Williams, uh, those barrels... Maybe even Rittenhouse Rye. Who knows? Yeah. And that's the barrels that they're aging these in four years for. So if you're looking for something to bridge the gap between whiskey or bourbon and, and something else, this is, again, aged in bourbon barrels, bottled in bond the same way some of our favorite whiskeys are. I mean, the color on this one. Yeah, the color looks, is dark. Yeah. It looks like whiskey. Yeah. And again... Thank you guys so much because as much as we're certified as a bottled and bond store, that wouldn't happen. I mean, it happens because we bring the products in and we put them on the shelf. But if you guys out there weren't buying those products yeah. and supporting the brands that we're putting out that we love, um, then there would be no need to even get that certification. Yeah. But when the guys from Heaven Hill come in and go like, oh good catch on that you know yeah. uh, whether it's the old Forester bottled in bond or it's the Redwood Empire bottled in bond we actually had a couple that they weren't expecting to see yeah and they were happy to see that we had this on the rack as well so again brandy age four years I think it's muscat grapes again those kind of traditional brandy grapes don't know why more Americans don't drink more brandy. I agree. I mean, every 
Brandy we've had so far is awesome. Yeah. And I feel like the rest of the world, uh, brandies and rums, like everywhere where there's fruit, whether it's Albania, Armenia, Germany, uh, Matoxa, which we both love Matoxa. Brandies from Greece. Just every sort of culture has a brandy. Yeah. In America, we have this, we have this, and yet I, I feel like Americans don't quite get it, and we should. Yeah, you definitely get that oak influence on the nose. Mm-hmm. And again, 100 proof. So if you guys like the bigger body, maybe this didn't strike your fancy because it's 80 proof, or the Applejack's 80 proof, but the Copper and Kings is 90 proof. Yeah. There's no excuse there. This, 100 proof. There's no excuse there why you wouldn't go over And this is under 30. Yeah. So under 30 for a four-year-old aged product aged in whiskey barrels, that's 100 proof. Mm. I, I feel like I got more of that grape that I got in the copper in the back end on this one. Yep. I also feel like I'm getting more of like the caramel and the yeah. vanilla, like the bourbony flavors. I, I, it's probably a weird concept of like caramel and grapes, but no, it blends perfectly. I'm not yeah. Lie. And again, like we're talking, so we're talking January. Everybody's got tight money. We can't get regular bourbon. Why would you not, for mid to high twenties? Grab a bottle of this. Yeah, try it out. Try it out. You know, like... And that will work in any of your bourbon cocktails as well. Manhattan's Old Fashions. Uh, If you like whiskey and Coke, that's going to give you an extra kick and 100 proof. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't take a shot at this. And knowing that it's a Heaven Hill product. I mean, there's credibility right there. Yeah. It's aged in old Elijah Craig and Evan Williams barrels. There's credibility right there. Mm-hmm. And again, 100 proof, under 30 bucks, four years. So again, three tiers. Is it good? Yes. Uh, is it worth the money? I, yeah. 100%. And there's something about that bottle. Again, the bottled in bond underneath. Yeah. The copper. I, I don't know how long this product has actually been around. Not five or six years maybe um, so it's a fairly new product to the market it's a, that's a gem yeah I, I think pound for pound dollar for dollar it may be the best the out best out of the lineup best option I mean although I, I the copper kings yeah I'm gonna uh, that's the only one I would disagree with you on yeah uh, and really like and, and I know like when Jay comes in the store, he's talking about going down to Louisville. And some of our other customers, we talk about going down to Louisville. If you guys get to Louisville, you have to go to Copper and Kings. It's in an area of Louisville called Butchertown. Uh, there's some great bars around. There's nothing else around it. It's just a, a fascinating place to go to. <sighs> That's so good. All right. 
Now for the final one for the viewers. Now we're going to the wider glass for a couple of reasons. The main one being, you know, when I'm at home and I'm doing tastings for my podcast, if I really want to smell something, I use the Glen Cairns because it focuses the aromas right up through the middle. When I'm dealing with high proof stuff, I need something with a wider mouth. Yeah, so you're dissipating some of the alcohol vapors. This is no joke. It's no joke. Uh, oh, man. It's a couple of things I absolutely love. First of all, it's plantation. I haven't met a plantation product that I didn't like. Pineapple rum. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, yeah. If you're a whiskey drinker who's looking for some flavor, that, uh, I forget what they call it, Stiggins, fancy. The, the pineapple rum is outrageous. The dark rum is outrageous. The XO rum is outrageous. And then there's kind of like this. The, the pineapple or the dark of the Mai Tai? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, perfect. I think we've actually oh, yeah. done that a few times. So yeah. I want to mention the name of the guy who is kind of the, the head of the beast here. Uh, make sure I get it right. Uh, Alexander Gabriel? Yeah. So Alexander Gabriel was an entrepreneur. I had a ton of money. Found Pierre Ferrand in France became the owner and has kind of turned that whole brand around Pierre Ferrand was one of the oldest distilleries in cognac they make some of the best cognacs I have ever tasted yep that's what he gave me for Christmas so that bottle is amazing yeah I mean it's just it's a different style it's not sweet like some of the other brands which are fine but it it drinks a little bit more elegant and seriously. Yeah. While he was running Pia Ferrand, you know, kind of creating business opportunities, he realized, like, I can sell some of my cognac casks to rum distilleries for aging. And then he realized, like, wow, those products are great. So Pia Ferrand now owns parts of distilleries on Guiana, Barbados, and Jamaica. So that's where all the plantation rums come from. This was a project that rum was has a dubious history uh, that we've talked about before. Won't get into too deeply, but it's got a dark kind of past. Oh, 100%. Um, but in the British Navy, you used to get rum rations. And so this is the plantation OFTD which is old-fashioned, traditional, dark, navy-strength rum. Legit strength being the operative word there. If you are a fan of Booker's, we can't always get Booker's. I can always get this. Booker's, I think, is $90 on the shelf. This, more than half of that. Or less than half. Yeah, yeah. Less than half. Yeah. yeah. So less than 45 on the shelf. Easily. 138 proof. 69% alcohol. Now that wider mouth, again, gets rid of some of that ethanol. 
and there's not a lot of ethanol left in that nose. And again, you really shouldn't get your nose in there because the, the alcohol vapors will kind of burn your nose and mask the flavors. I don't feel like I lose too much breathing in that ethanol. No. And not to mention, the bottle is so cool. Oh, yeah. And by the way, for that price, that's a liter. Oh, yeah. forgot about that. You know, so, again, you're getting more bang for your buck proof-wise, but you're also getting more bang for your buck volume-wise. Yeah. And, yeah, that bottle... It, I, the whole yeah. back side of it, it says the whole story pretty much. I mean, it has all the names on the side. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. And what's great with these guys, too, is if you go to, like, the Plantation website, and I think they're supposed to be changing their name because Plantation yeah, offensive. Yeah. Um, and to kind of get up with the time. So it's probably not going to be called Plantation by the end of the year. Or we'll be selling through what was labeled as Plantation. But you can go there and it will give you... Talk about transparency with bourbon and people wanting to know like where it was made and what was done with it. Their website lists everything. So when you go and you click on this, it will tell you what percentage came from Guyana. What percentage came from Barbados? What percentage came from Jamaica? How long it was fermented on each of the islands? Um, the big thing for me is something called dosage. So dosage is sugar. That's how they get champagne to have bubbles, as you add sugar to the bottle, like bottle conditioning beer. That's what creates other things. They don't add sugar to their rum. Yeah. Aren't they like not allowed to? In Jamaica, you're not allowed to, but they're blending from three different countries. So technically, they could, but they don't. And they're very transparent about that. And the only thing they do add is 0.1% maybe of sugar caramel for coloring purposes, just so from batch to batch it looks the the same. same. But you're talking one-tenth of a percent. Yeah. Max. So complete transparency. And I know Peter Thomas loves that as well. And if you go to their website, there's just all kinds of rums and single cask offerings where you just want to start chasing them down. Yeah. And by the way, they make a great gin, which at some point we're going to bring into the store as well, the Citadel. Brown sugar, caramel, oak. Now it's hot. Yeah. And it should be. I mean, because it's 130. It, I was going to say, if it wasn't, that'd be a problem. But I feel like the only difference between that and something like a Booker's. Is just so much more like it's almost got like this raisin brandy, like yeah, or like, dark fruit, type. yeah, dark fruit, like that brown sugar cinnamon spice that's on like raisin brands and mm-hmm. like bran flakes and then all that like molasses and caramel and I mean that is I'm, I was reading like I can taste the plum in it, yeah. Yeah, all that dark fruit. Yeah. That's a beast. That is a beast. Now, 
I don't have any bookers on the shelf. I have that. Again, if you like that, that drinking experience, this, I, I can't recommend that enough. It's just, no, I really can't. I mean, it is hot for sure. But like you said, if you're drinking bookers, that's what you're yep. expecting. So, and I guess I never thought of it, but shot of water in there. Just a little drop of water to kind of thin out. But again, if you're making like rum old fashions, if you're making like tiki drinks and you just need a little floater on the top, I mean, what a killer my type. If you took that, cut it half and half with maybe the pineapple. If you're making scorpion bowls or rum punches at home, like it's one of those like sleepover parties. Like everybody's coming over, nobody's driving home. <laughs> yeah, no one's driving home. But that is, and again, it's hot, but it's so balanced and so just well made and well blended. You're blending three different islands together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that opened up. I almost get a little bit of toastiness of the oak, yeah. too. But yeah, that little bit of water. And again, the great thing with that higher proof is like you can add a little bit of water. Or if you like your, your whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. It didn't lose any flavor. No, no, no. At all. All right, so there it is. Bourbon's been tight. We're looking for alternatives. We just gave you guys five alternatives to bourbon. We're gonna wrap it up for the viewers, and then surprise! I got one more thing for you to taste. If you guys are sticking around on the podcast, All right. sounds good. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> we'll wrap it up with you guys out there. You guys on the podcast, stick around. A couple more things to share with you. Uh, next week, I don't know what we're going to do, but it's funny how, how we never know what we're going to do. And, and then we end up with and then we 14 end up, things to talk about. Yeah. That's because we keep things... <sighs> I just got like a... It's a weird, like, like bacon-y kind of... Like smoky, kind of meaty thing going on in there. Yep. There's so much going on in that room. All right, we're going to wrap it up for you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. We'll check in with you guys next week. Um, yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Man, that stuff is deadly <laughs> and good. Literally. <laughs> All right. So for you guys who stick around, uh, like I promised, we're going to do a little how does this get in the store. And Corey had no idea I was going to do this to him, so here we are. We're going to do one more tequila. You like spice? Love spice. All right, so this is a tequila that I was given a sample of today. And we're deciding whether or not we're going to bring it in. This is from Tanteo, which we have some of their stuff. 
uh, in the store already. This is the Tanteo Navidad. Now, for you guys listening who like rare, collectible, limited edition stuff, there's only 5,000 bottles of this in existence. Navidad obviously means Christmas, so we're a little late to the party on this. So this is their Añejo tequila infused with uh, pecan chilies, nutmeg, clove, cinnamon, ginger, and cocoa. Wow. So it's barrel-aged for over a year and then infused with all those ingredients. I saw the package. The package is wild. And again, there's only 5,000 bottles in existence. This is you, crazy. Yeah. I mean, you get, like, the Inyeho tequila, but then you get those peppers yeah, coming right say. off the nose. This is cool. Yeah. So, I mean, full disclosure, I tasted a little bit of this earlier, and I was... It was kind of one of those wow moments. Yeah. You're like, just, wow, that's the coolest... And yeah, we're talking about whiskey alternatives. Like, if you guys like a little bit of spice, you're looking for that same sort of oaky, little bit of burn experience. I get a feeling this is going to be it. It's going to be better than what we tasted last Friday. That's for sure. And then the finish comes back up. Whoa. But I almost feel like, I mean, that's so good. It's got a nice little sting there. But I feel like it's not the chili peppers. Like, I feel like that's ginger. Like, just yeah. raw ginger coming back up. I did, right when I put it on my tongue, I could kind of feel those peppers. But yeah, the back end is definitely the gingeriness. Mm. That is awesome. Yeah, I, that is. I feel like I get every one of those things too. Like I feel like I get cocoa, definitely ginger, yep. definitely clove and cinnamon, mm. and that that pepper is like it is everything advertised. So the answer is yes. This is coming into the store. <laughs> I don't um, think there was an option there. It's no, coming in no matter what. Um, it's probably gonna be sixty-ish. Dollars. Um, I mean, five thousand bottles. Yeah, there's only five thousand bottles available. Um, I don't care that it says Navidad. It, it, that is just it, awesome to me. Um, wow. I mean, it's still there. That ginger. Yeah. I will be buying a bottle of this as soon as it walks in the door. Is that like a normal, like eighty proof? For yeah. Yep. And that, like, it's just the right amount of heat. Where it kind of burns the tongue, that's but I'm almost ready for another sip. That's what I'm saying. I was like, it was coming up. I was like, uh-oh, this might be hotter than I expected, mm. and then it just stopped. And I was like, that's yep. perfect. Yeah, it, it, the heat kind of takes you right to the edge, and then it just holds there perfectly. Yeah, I can't wait to have that in that. I'm curious to see what the bottle looks like. That is fantastic. 
So there's our little bit of uh, extra tasting. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. Again, uh, we'll mention it kind of in the closing, but if you're listening on Spotify, you know, go to the Spotify page, click the follow button. You can give us a, a rating there as well, and then you can give us a review on the Facebook page. Don't forget to check out our question of the week. I'll be reaching out to everybody who's answered prior to this. But this week, I've actually got some cool bandanas that I got from the Heaven Hill guys. So I've got a one each of a Henry McKenna bandana, a Rittenhouse bandana. Just some fun stuff that you can maybe hang in your Mantown room or throw in your head when you're out there. Whatever. However you use bandanas. But I've got some cool ones that came directly from Heaven Hill. They're all bottled and bond themed. Uh, Rittenhouse, McKenna, Evan Williams. Uh, I don't think there's a mellow corn, but there's five different ones. So anybody who answers a question is going to get one of those as well. That's it. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for being there. And we'll uh, chat with you next week. Cheers. Hey, you still there? Do you remember to follow the podcast? Did you remember to give us a rating? Also, don't forget to check out the episode description on Spotify. See what the question of the week is. Give us an answer. And remember, there's going to be a special gift for you at the store if you answer the question. So remember, rate, follow, gift. Talk to you next week. Cheers.